You're listening to The Sport Market, the stock market of sport. Here's your host, Tom Mayonect. Super Bowl 58 weekend. It's a showdown between the two heritage brands, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, the 49ers are the more widely known and substantive heritage brand with a strong national following simply because they've already been a dynasty. Five Super Bowl championships to their credit. Uh, the 90s and, 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 and 2000s, the Joe Man- Montana era, the Steve Young era, and now you've got Mr. Irrelevant, the last player selected in the NFL draft, Brock Purdy, defying all expectations, leading the 49ers to another Super Bowl appearance. But despite the opportunity against the Chiefs, despite the fact that this is the third appearance uh, by the uh, 49ers in either an NFC or uh, a Super Bowl uh, final, they still haven't cracked the code. Lynch and Shanahan doing a terrific job, in my estimation, with building the roster and getting the most out of the roster. And certainly you have to give Brock Purdy credit. I don't think anybody would have expected him to have this kind of record in his early years in the National Football League. And then the American Football League heritage brand is the Kansas City Chiefs. And as Greg Bishop of Sports Illustrated and SI.com pointed out on the sport market earlier this weekend, here's this small market Kansas City that has become because of the Kansas City Chiefs, because of someone that Greg Bishop believes is the biggest superstar in all of sport, not just the National Football League. And of course, we're talking Patrick Mahomes Jr. It's such a juggernaut that it affects everything else in the business of sport this weekend, including the Vancouver Canucks having two midday games in the Eastern time zone on the road. That's the way the NHL deals with Super Bowl weekend. They play Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. The Habs have been doing it for years. Now you see a lot of the other teams following suit. And it's just smart. You're not going to counter-program against the countdown to the Super Bowl, certainly the uh, pregame festivities, national anthem, all that kind of stuff. It's Super Bowl, it's Super Bowl, it's Super Bowl from a TV point of view. This will be the most watched Super Bowl in history. Uh, I would be blown away sideways, surprised if it doesn't meet and exceed the 115 million record setter from last year. And last year's matchup, I think, isn't as good as this one, especially from that multi-generational fan base point of view. And then the Taylor Swift factor, the record volume of betting, 68 million Americans will bet on the Super Bowl this weekend in some shape or form. You have that kind of betting interest, you wind up having an additional rooting interest. We do have a lot of ground to cover this hour on the sport market, rating, debating the bulls and bears of sport business. We'll open the hour with our weekend extra sun sports. Check out the headlines in this morning's edition of the Vancouver Sun and online at VancouverSun.com. We'll be joined for that by John Festinger and Aziz Rajwani. Then 
we will have Steve Ewan at the bottom of the hour of the province and the province.com. We're going to go around the horn of the major franchises and uh, we'll talk specifically with Steve about the impact of the FIFA 2026 World Cup on the Vancouver Whitecaps FC of Major League Soccer and on Vancouver FC and Pacific FC, the two BC entries in the Canadian Premier League and soccer at all levels here in British Columbia. We will also feature Samantha Chang, lawyer from Denton's. Uh, she's a host of the Broadcast, regular contributor to the sport market. She's also on the selection committee of the BC Sports Hall of Fame, and she's co-chair along with uh, our esteemed Aziz Rajwani of the BC Sports Hall of Fame Banquet of Champions that's set for May 16th at the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver. Tickets on sale at bcsportshall.com. But it's time to check out the headlines in Sun Sports. Extra, extra. Welcome to Weekend Extra with Sun Sports, presented by the Vancouver Sun. Seriously, West Coast. Patrick Johnson has the Canucks mailbag and the lead story in Sun Sports and the copy of the paper and online at vancouversun.com and the headline echoes what John Festinger was saying earlier this weekend on the sport market that Thursday night loss to the Boston Bruins reawakens doubts it's just one game Uh, Canucks have an opportunity to pay back in a couple of weeks at Rogers Arena but make no mistake, it's almost like the Bruins said, hey, let's not score any more goals, guys, because let's rub it in with 4 nothing as the final score. Uh, John Festinger, your take on Patrick Johnson's story. Well, uh, you know, it's an accurate reportage of what happened after that game. I, I think Vancouver fans were traumatized because it felt like Game 7 of 2011 again. And that was a traumatic event, and it reawakened the trauma. Yes, it's just a regular season game, um, and and it's just one game, but psychologically, you expected more from the players, and you knew you were going to get Boston's best, so you expected Vancouver's best, and that didn't happen. And so that creates doubts, And, and maybe it shouldn't. But it does on all levels. My personal doubts are more about the coaching and whether something has now gotten a little lost in translation. It's very interesting, Aziz. In the Canucks mailbag, uh, uh, David uh, uh, S. Uh, uh, submitted to the province.com uh, uh, about, you know, PD not getting the salary increase and 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 being traded and of course uh, Patrick Johnson responding with the fact that uh, uh, Canucks when they win it's because of Pedersen not in spite of him Quinn Hughes has been the MVP in in Patrick Johnson's estimation but uh, Elias Pedersen not far behind there's a lot of pressure and almost unfair scrutiny on Elias Pedersen on behalf of the fan base would you agree with that I agree with that but you know the, the part Comes of the fan the base Part of the reaction to the fan, the fan base's reaction is based on the fact that he hasn't signed a contract yet. So they're so scared of losing him that they keep thinking, what's this guy going to be demanding, etc. And it's because of that unsigned contract as he comes to the end of his contract. That's what I think is causing all this anxiety and negative feedback about uh, EP. It's not that, you know, he responded today with three points, etc., and I know it's not just about the offensive point, especially in talk at system. It's all about playing 
defensively as well. And the doubt that's raised, well, with the players, I don't think there's a doubt because my the thing that I was disappointed by, they didn't respond to the fact that they were playing their competitors for the top spot in the league. Right? Not about the fact that this is 4 nothing, the same scores in Game 4 of the 2011 Stanley Cup Finals, and the score that spawned a riot, which was Game 7, 4 nothing. But so to me, the 4 nothing part, but none of these players were around back then. So all they know is maybe if we're having read, or read something. So I don't it's think that causes story, the negative feedback. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but they, but they didn't respond. Two short. Even not against Carolina. One short and end goal to start. Something's not right, but hopefully it'll be fixed before tomorrow. Uh, John Festinger, uh, Joshua Clipperton of the Canadian Press has a story in the pages of the Vancouver Sun on Mark Messier being so impressed by the Oilers' rebound from their open quotes, messy start, close quotes. Uh, he's straightforwardly crediting Chris Knobloch, the new head coach of the Oilers, and Connor McDavid. Um, uh, but I do think that Paul Coffey also deserves a lot of credit for the way the uh, Oilers' defense has played during their resurgence. A 16 game winning streak and a big win bounce back after the Golden Knights ended their winning streak at 16. I'll give Paul Coffey all the credit in the world. I could care less what Mark Messier says about <laughs> anything. Don't even ask me about the story. Won't read it. Don't care. Irrelevant. What you will read is J.J. Adams' uh, story on E3, page E3 of the hard copy of the newspaper and online at VancouverSun.com on the Cups, uh, on the Caps uh, valuation, uh, $420 million U.S. dollars. But uh, uh, Aziz Rajwani, J.J. Adams points out that uh, the number is deceptive and needs to be sort of seen in its proper context. Well, I don't think he's talking about the fact that it's deceptive. What he's saying is that it's 28th out of 29th and that they haven't, they're not performing at the level that they should be. They're not carrying their weight. Now, just above them, 10 million above them is, is CF Montreal, right. right? And obviously Toronto's in the top 10. But to me, the valuation is probably correct. The valuation is correct because it looks at anytime you're trying to value something, that, we, that is dependent on future cash flows, what you do is you take the present value of the future cash flows. And, and there's a lot of future cash flows that are being generated by MLS that the Whitecaps get to share in. They haven't been performing so well at home with attendance at but home, the, things the like Apple, that sort. The Apple, uh, the Apple streaming yeah. deal, as an yeah. example, yeah. Uh, drives a lot of that value. And they've got massive league-wide growth on the revenue side. I mean, they've almost been riding on the coattails. Imagine that valuation if the Vancouver Whitecaps won an MLS Cup. Oh, it would be it would be fantastic. But, you know, you draw, you've got the capacity to draw 55000 on a regular basis at Vancouver Whitecaps are really and truly competitive MLS contenders. That house would be filled. Look at Atlanta when they started out. They were playing in a football stadium that was huge. Well, guess what? Within two years, they were MLS contenders, and that stadium's packed, and that's why they have such a high valuation. Uh, Tino Ferris is in the producer's chair. Steve Ewan talks about uh, the uh, National Lacrosse League's Vancouver Warriors offering a, open quotes, test kitchen, close quotes, uh, for Canucks game day. Yeah, well, I, it's it's building off the idea that, you know, things that they might want to try at Canucks games that they're a little unsure about. They're unsure if they're, A, allowed to do it, or, B, how it would go over with the fan base. 
they test these things out in front of the Warriors fans because it is so much more of a relaxed atmosphere. They advertise it as like, come for the party, stay for the lacrosse game, like pregame before your night out here. So the fans are a lot more receptive to, to these things. And then ideally the, the product on the turf is equally as good too. Very, very well said. Uh, Patrick Johnson has got uh, a preview of um, uh, the, the this weekend for the Vancouver Canucks. Of course, one down, the overtime loss on a penalty shot to the Detroit Red Wings. They're up against Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals on Sunday. That's a Super Bowl Sunday, early start time, 10.30 a.m. Pacific time. And you've got... Uh, all kinds of Super Bowl coverage in the pages of the hard copy of the paper and online at VancouverSun.com. John Festinger, uh, uh, last uh, word or second to last word to you. This uh, tour of Inter-Miami hasn't gone the way the doctor ordered. Uh, Lionel Messi's no-show, not playing, uh, has spurred a partial refund for Hong Kong fans. Now, if I'm the Vancouver Whitecaps, I'm concerned, of course, because that's going to, you know, give pause to a lot of Whitecaps fans who are wanting to buy because it's not 100% guaranteed that Messi will actually play in that in, in that game. You know, I, as a fan, I would love to see Messi. I'm worried. I want more information. I want some comfort. So what it really needs to do is you need a financier to create a product called insurance. Just like when you buy a kettle. If you buy a kettle on Amazon, they'll try and sell you insurance. They'll, you know. So what they need to do is this. In these kinds of events, iconic, people are only buying it to see Messi. Have, you can buy insurance. You can pay an extra 10 or $20 on your ticket. They'll protect you and resell in a full refund if Messi's injured and can't play or whatever it might be. And you need a product like this to be created. And by the way, if anyone does create this product based on listening to this, want a little bit of a one, 1% or 2% of the BC Sports Hall of Fame as a donation. Okay. Okay. Thanks for that, Aziz. Fantastic idea. Also, legal point, no copyrighted an idea, only the expression of an idea. So I think you're a little out of luck. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that, John. Uh, Aziz, you might want your lawyers to deal with John's lawyers, and we'll make sure that we've got that where it needs to be. And the last word goes to Rob Longley talking about the Toronto Blue Jays' more modest expectations this year, uh, adding uh, one of the uh, Cuban national team uh, uh, flamethrowers to their roster. It's a very interesting uh, approach to this Toronto Blue Jays season. Of course, the LA Dodgers and uh, others have made a lot of moves. The Baltimore Orioles are up and running. They'll be under new ownership. Uh, it, it'll be it'll it'll be very interesting. I actually think it's healthy for the Jays not to be the picks of all these pundits and and you know expectations management might be a little bit more breathing room for the team in that light. Big shout out and thank you to Aziz Rajwani, the UBC Sauter School of Business, Langara College School of Management, John Festinger to the UBC Law School, Thompson Rivers University. Thanks guys for everything you've done for the sport market this weekend. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Happy Sweet 16, Tom. There we go. There we go. Oh, boy. Aziz Rajwani, John Festinger, and big shout-out to Tino Tino Farah. We've got Steve Ewan at the bottom of the hour from the province and the province.com going around the horn. We've also got Samantha Chang of Denton's and the Broadcast talking Canucks. Next up, some thoughts on 
the FIFA World Cup and simply why it's going to be so big and why it has the potential upside to be even bigger, even if that involves dreaming about a record-setting Canadian performance. We'll get into all that next right here on The Sport Market. You're listening to The Sport Market. Once again, here's your host, Tom Manette. I just love this team, man. I love uh, I love coming into work every single day with these guys, uh, men and women. And it's just been an amazing. Uh, it's been an amazing journey up to this point. Um, and when you when you go through some ups and downs with people, you know, uh, and you make it through the other side, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. And, and and you just want it that much more for the person next to you, knowing how much uh, how much work they put in. And uh, it's just um, you know this this year's has been it's. it's its own journey and had its own challenges, but I think it's really molded us into one of the best football teams I've ever been on. Mr. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, number 87 for the Kansas City Chiefs, looking for a repeat as Super Bowl champions and looking for their third Super Bowl of the Andy Reid Patrick Mahomes era. It's just such a remarkable stat as you watch Patrick Mahomes and his number 15 on Super Bowl Sunday that he has been in the league six years and he's made it to the AFC Championship Final six years in a row. This is the first time that he was on the road for that AFC uh, 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 Championship against the Buffalo Bills. And we all know what happened there. Holmes, Kelsey, advance. The Bills have to wait for another year. Travis Kelsey, obviously his brand has been so amplified by his relationship since September of Taylor Swift. He wasn't top 10 in jersey sales at the beginning of the season. But then after the first game in September that Taylor Swift appeared in Kansas City at um, Arrowhead. He rocketed to number three, and he remained among the best sellers for seven weeks of this regular season. He goes into the Super Bowl as the fourth hottest-selling jersey. Number one, Christian McCaffrey's number 27. Number two, Brock Purdy's number 13. Number three, Patrick Mahomes, 15, and Travis Kelsey's in fourth. Now, in terms of jerseys sold for the year, believe it or not, his brother Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles has sold more jerseys, and that's more than anything a testament to how rabid the sports fans are in Philadelphia when it comes to apparel, jersey sales in particular. It's going to be a fascinating Super Bowl from that perspective. And one of the reasons the TV numbers are going to be as significant as they are setting a record is because of all those other things that transcend football, the sort of soap opera of the romance, the the politics of the Taylor Swift involvement, just the simple celebrity and high profile of her bringing along her 460 million social media followers. It'll make it a younger audience than normal. It'll put more women in the audience than normal. And it certainly has the opportunity to hit about 125 million average national audience south of the border and between 6 and 9 million here in Canada. Travis Kelsey 
just one of the reasons why this will be must-watch television on Super Bowl Sunday. Of course, the Canucks playing around the Super Bowl. They've got a early afternoon game against the Washington Capitals. Alice Ovechkin getting an empty netter on Saturday for the Capitals to beat the Boston Bruins. So the Canucks go into Super Bowl Sunday retaining the best record in the National Hockey League. We're going to talk a little bit more about this with Steve Ewan just around the corner, but let me plant a few seeds with you. When we were talking in our buy and sell segment earlier this weekend on the sport market presented by Pastime Sports and Games, talking about the fact in some sport business indicators, the FIFA 2026 World Cup will be bigger than the Vancouver 2010 games. And that's largely because of global television reach. The reach of NBC and the IOC among winter Olympic, uh, winter sport countries is a lot less than the reach of the FIFA uh, conglomeration of, of well more than 200 countries, including all of the big countries in Asia and Europe. Uh, You've got Africa in there where there's very little traction for the Winter Olympics. So in terms of global television audiences, make no mistake, the FIFA World Cup is bigger than Vancouver 2010. Now, in all the other scenarios, Vancouver and Whistler owning the event, obviously there's more focus on Vancouver. Vancouver is only one of 16 cities and one of two Canadian cities uh, um, uh, hosting 2026. And in that perspective... Uh, it, it's not the same. It's, it, 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 the FIFA can't compete with Vancouver 2010 in that respect. But imagine a Canadian breakthrough performance where they win their group, then they play in Vancouver for the round of 32. They'll then stay in Vancouver with the win there and play in the round of 16. That would be off the charts, and that would make it even bigger than Vancouver 2010. Next up, Steve Ewan. We go around the horn with him next on the sport market. We're rating, debating the bulls and bears of sport business. You're listening to the sport market on Sportsnet 650. Yeah, for me, I understand, you know, what I'm trying to do, um, what you know, my, our main goal is for, for this team, um, and it's it comes down to three hours of football that we play, 11 on 11 on the field. Um, it's not about the media and getting wrapped up in what the whole world has to say. You know, people can enjoy those kinds of things off the field, but as players, and especially being the quarterback, it's, it comes down to, all right, how do I do my job really well for three hours um, against the Kansas City Chiefs defense? That's, that's where my mindset's at. I want to do everything I can to help my team win, and... Um, that's, that's what I do. I'm, fo- I'm focusing on the plays. I'm focusing on what we're trying to do for this week. Not getting caught up in all the paparazzi and all stuff out. Brock Purdy, who's number 13, is the second hottest selling jersey going into Super Bowl 58 behind only his teammate number 27, Christian McCaffrey. The San Francisco 49ers have set two NFL records on the merchandising side of things, one selling $25 million of merchandise in a two-week period and selling more than 100,000 jerseys since the end of the regular season. 
that is significant stuff and it just shows you the power of the heritage brand we've heard that from rick horrell earlier this weekend the visiting sport business expert from harvard university we've heard it from greg bishop of sports illustrated and si.com you can check out that full interview with him on our podcast at sportsnet.ca slash 650 look at the sport market and our podcast there and sign up while you're at it but greg talks about how uh, this could be his 10th, well, it will be his 10th, but it could very well be his last Sports Illustrated Super Bowl cover given the 90-day notices that went out a couple of weeks ago and just the real shame of uh, Sports Illustrated, the 70-year iconic brand ending. John Festinger, Aziz Rajwani, and still to come, Samantha Chang of Denton's and the Broadscast. But now, very much in the spotlight, Steve Ewan of the province and theprovince.com so that we can go around the horn with him. And Steve, let's actually start with the BC Lions and football on this Super Bowl weekend. Uh, Bob the Moj Marjanovic on location on Radio Row had an opportunity to get a, a birthday shout out from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's pretty fun. Of Wally Buono on his birthday. And I love Wally's response on social that he loved looking so sick in the eyes of his grandkids. I mean, uh, uh, the rock is the rock and, uh, full credit on Moj for making that happen. Bob's gone gone down there for dozens of years and has has really created connections with people and just, it just busts, just busts his butt. So, I mean, it's, it's great to see him getting the attention of, and, and great to see people, people there, you know, kind of catching on with him and, and really getting, you know, getting all those interviews. So it's it's been great stuff. It's been a lot of fun to watch. What does all this attention on Super Bowl 58 do for the BC Lions and the Canadian Football League? I, I think any, I think football fans are football fans. I, I think it's, a, or, or there's a chance for football fans to be football fans. And I think, um, just looking at where the Lions are going and, and looking, you know, Grey Cup coming and the success they've had the last couple of years and, you know, having that, that part in Nathan Works development, I, I, I think there are more eyes on them. And, and I, you know, Bob is the play-by-play guy for the Lions, so, so people are making that connection. And he did a, a really good job with Lions branding. You always saw him with a Lions shirt on. So I, I think people are becoming more aware of their brand, I think, I, I think they're they're as relevant as they've been since what Doug Flutie maybe. I, I, I think you know they've, they've really done a good job of getting back into that mainstream sports consciousness. So I I, I think this is further further proof of that. We're going around the horn with Steve Ewan of the Province and the Province.com. Let's go to the Canucks. Uh, they're working their way as the NHL is around Super Bowl Sunday with two midday weekend game Saturday and Sunday. They lose in a very unique way. Penalty shot in overtime against the Detroit Red Wings. They've got three of six points on this road trip. And normally speaking, that is a a decent haul. But it really reflects the expectations here of a Canucks fan base that is just so pent up in its demand for victory and success that the the, the slightest indication of a slowdown and there's... um, uh, five alarm fire panic. I know the, the goalposts have moved that much that you know they they they're not great to you know back to back games and people want changes and trades and fire you know people fired. 
Yeah, no, it's it's a testament to, to what they've done this year and the way they've built this program up and and where they're at this year. Boston's a very good team. Detroit's got a good young team. I think, you know, you, you know, you're going to see kind of an ebb and flow to the season, and it's about trying to, you know, how they come out, this, the, you know, tomorrow and and what they show. So I, I I think we'll learn, I think we'll learn something again about this team tomorrow. Every time they've had even the slightest adversity, head coach Rick Tonkett has found a way to crack the code to prevent them from getting into a protracted slump. And I think that's the key. They're, they can't keep the pace that they've had for portions of the season. But the key is to uh, get as high home ice advantage as possible by avoiding a long slump. Two points is two points, right? And and, and if they can pick them up now, they're, they're as good as two points in March. So... Um, yeah, I, I think that's been – he stayed so even keel. I think that's what's impressed me. And he, and he, and he stayed on brand. He stayed on message. And, and he hasn't, you know, let people get too far ahead of themselves. And, and I, you know, I think when things have struggled, he hasn't let people get too upset. So I, I think he's he's done a marvelous job. WHL Giants uh, are on a bit of a roll. Sure. They're bit doing a, a marvelous job right now. They want to get more play on the Tom Mannix show. That's what I heard. <laughs> well, they're getting it on the strength of Steve go. Ewan, which is the best go. way no, you can get more play. Points in points in seven straight. Um, got a got a chance to make it eight straight tonight against Wenatchee at home. Uh, trade deadline was very good to them. I think they 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 became an older, more experienced, more poised team, and and they, you know they're looking like that. They're they're a team that's staying kind of staying on purpose and, and, you know, and not, you know, not, not panicking when, when everything doesn't, you know, doesn't go their way. It always, at the start of the year, it felt like if they gave up one goal, they were, they were going to give up two and three and four goals. Now, it, you know, it doesn't feel like that now. Let's uh, shift gears from football and hockey to soccer. Big announcement last Sunday, the FIFA 2026 World Cup final uh, uh, city assignment of matches. Vancouver and BC Place come out as a big winner with seven, count them, seven matches. Five in the uh, uh, group stage, one in the round of 32, which is the additional knockout that goes from, you know, that comes with a 48-nation record-setting size of the field. And then they've got a round of 16 as well. Uh, Certainly, a lot of people thought, okay, there'd be five. But didn't it seem to you like a bit of a a late Christmas gift that Vancouver got these extra matches in terms of what it'll do for soccer here in British Columbia? I think it's terribly exciting. I think to to look at the level of game that we're going to see and just, just the excitement and, and the, just, I mean, it's a, you could, we can sit here and argue whether it's, it's bigger than the Olympics or the Olympics are bigger, but I I think that's the conversation. I mean, those are the two world events and, and to have that here and to, and and to have seven games here, I, I I think is going to really spark a, um, just a, a, a surge in soccer in, in terms of participation, in terms of interest. I, I think it's something that Whitecaps could really grab onto. I, I, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, just let me build on what you just said because I completely agree. This is a massive opportunity, not just for BC soccer, not just for all of the youth programming, not just for the clubs and districts, both boys and girls throughout the province, but this is a big opportunity for the MLS in Canada, the Canadian Premier League nationally, but it's also a big deal here in British Columbia for the Vancouver Whitecaps FC of MLS 
Vancouver FC and Pacific FC of the Canadian Premier League, it, it, it all boats will float up as a result of this. I, again, I, I think, you know, the, the more we're going to see and the more we're going to see the game at the best level and the best players and just the best stories even, I, I think it's it's something that, that, that people can kind of connect with and, and, and buy into and, and, and say, hey, you know, like I really enjoyed that. I'm, I want to go to a, you know, a Whitecaps game or an FC game or, or, you know, any of those kind of things. So I, 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 I would be excited if I was running a soccer program right now. Just a couple of short snappers, 30 seconds or less. How concerned should the Whitecaps marketing department be with what's happened on this Inter-Miami tour, including the refunds being provided to fans in Hong Kong, given the uh, non-appearance of Lionel Messi, the fact that, of course, he's being marketed so heavily as part of the, um, uh, you know, uh, golden era package? I think it's months away. I think it's something to to keep an eye on and see if the trend continues. But I think I, it's going to be so hard to tell where their season's at and do they need points and and you know what does he need and you know where's his health at. So it's we're all just guessing now. We're all just throwing darts and and, and trying to figure out where where things are going to stick. Um, I, I don't yeah I don't know what I would do. I I don't know if I would buy right now and figure it out later or because if you want to figure it out later or you know you know like if you want to buy later and try and figure it out then i think you're gonna and he's coming i you're gonna be priced you know probably priced out of the market so i it's it's a hard go uh, final 30 seconds, Vancouver Canadians, obviously part of the Toronto Blue Jays system. Uh, the Jays, as your colleagues, uh, Rob, Rob Longley from Post Media pointed out, expectations are less. I'm thinking that's a good thing for this team as opposed to the, hey, they're favorites to win the World Series buzz that went into last year's spring training. I think it's a chance to to to, to take a step back and, and just really work on their game and really tidy things up. And I think it, uh, a little less pressure. I, I think uh, you know, Varsho's got to be better, pitching's got to be better, but Noah has has got to be better. I, I think there's reason to believe that there's things that that can really improve. They didn't they didn't do what they wanted in free agency, but they're still Bichette and. and a lot of talent there, but you know, Gosman, the, the pitching is very good. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, kind of not being the, you know, kind of being the, in that next tier rather than the A plus tier that everyone's looking at, I, I think could could do could do wonders for them. We'll follow your Vancouver Giants. Uh, byline uh, over the course of the weekend. Uh, this is a really good time for them to be heating it up, getting set for the playoffs. We'll talk more about that next week. Thanks so much. Have a happy Super Bowl weekend. Who you got in the fight for tomorrow? Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's going to be a great game, and I think outside of the question, 49ers probably have more depth, but uh, only yeah. one team has Patrick Mahomes. I'm excited, and, and I, I'm. I, I think what Taylor Swift has done for this game is wonderful. I think it brought a, a brand new batch of fans to it, so I, I think that's exciting. She is the Super Bowl business MVP. There's just there no, just no question about that. You have a great weekend, Steve. You're gonna get her on the show. You should. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll reach out. Maybe I'll use your contacts as well. 
see what you can do. Okay, Thanks, all the best, all the best. He is Steve Ewan of The Province and theprovince.com. Next up, we close out the hour with our closing bell commentary from Samantha Chang of Denton's and co-host of the broadcast that comes your way next right here on The Sport Market. Now more of The Sport Market, rating and debating the bulls and bears of sports business. Hornets under the box. He's got a breakaway, and he scores in his return to Detroit. Philip Hronik out of the box gives the Canucks the lead after Vancouver killed off seven minutes of power play time. Great goal there by Hronik. One of the highlights of an otherwise disappointing overtime loss to the Detroit Red Wings. And we say disappointing with a bit of a caveat. When you're on the road, you come away with a point that can't be considered a throwaway. Having said that, given all the expectations around the team, given the pent-up demand among the fan base for any level of success after what's literally been a lost decade, it sets the stage for everything being amplified, including now three of six points. And is this the beginning of a slump for the Vancouver Canucks? Listen, what the Winnipeg Jets are going through, that's a slump. This should be, if Rick Tockett's record holds intact, this should be just another little blip in the road because every time the Canucks have veered a little bit off course, He's been able to press the buttons that have done the appropriate course correction. And that's why in so many respects, he's as much of an MVP of the Vancouver Canucks as anybody else. To weigh in on that, on this closing bell of the sport market, we're very, very happy on the Super Bowl weekend to be joined by Samantha Chang of Denton's. She's also host of the Broadscast, member of the Selection Committee of the BC Sports Hall of Fame, and along with Aziz Rajwani, co-chair of the BC Sports Hall of Fame Banquet of Champions set for May 16th at the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver. Tickets and uh, uh, sponsorship and, and, and donation opportunities available at uh, BC Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, at bcsportshall.com. Samantha, uh, the fan base is a bit freaked out because the Canucks have just lost to the Boston Bruins 4 nothing, and then lost to Detroit Red Wings. Even though they got three of six points, it's like everybody's at battle stations or panic stations. It, it's a pretty funny thing to think about, Tom. I mean, if you, if you look at last season, losing two games in a row would have been par for the course, and it's it kind of speaks to how much of a 180 the fan base's mentality has done already through this season. And and you would think that having the record they have, they'd have a little more confidence. Um, but but it, it you know what? It's, it's easy to panic when you've lived through the Canucks seasons we all have. How important is it for the Canucks to simply avoid a protracted losing streak simply because obviously going into a postseason where they've had one of the best regular seasons in franchise history, they want home ice for as many series as possible. Is that as simple as simply avoiding a protracted losing streak? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think so. They're, you know, it is, it's two losses, but it's two relatively sloppy losses. Um, but you know what? Throughout this season, I think anytime they've had anything 
kind of like this. I'm thinking about that loss to the Sharks in November. They've managed to get themselves back on track. Um, they've got a couple of easier games coming up this week with the Capitals and the Blackhawks. And then I think, you know, they need to use those games to get themselves back into the way they were playing before the All-Star break because the schedule coming up after that is pretty tough. What do you make of the continued uh, you know, fan scrutiny that Elias Patterson is under and just the expectations of him. I mean, today he's got three points, but he still winds up being the target of a lot of uh, criticism. Uh, uh, how significant an issue is that for the Canucks in terms of their locker room? I think that's more of, I would think that was that's more of a fan reaction than anything else. And I think it's probably relatively unfair. Fan expectations for him seem to be pretty unrealistic. Like the the criticism he gets for even the most minor of slumps is I think disproportionate. Um, and I, I would suspect a lot of that comes from insecurity in the fan base's part from his lack of commitment to his to the negotiation of his contract. You know, it, it it is, I think that's such a good point. I think some Canucks fans are just freaked out at the thought of losing him. And of course, he's not going to be walking, doesn't have the right to sort of walk anytime soon. There's still an opportunity there. But until he's signed up for the long term, I think there's a lot of Canucks fans who find themselves on tender hooks. I'll, I'll tell you from a business point of view, uh, he's just such a remarkable asset of the of the Canucks. I was watching Sportsnet Best Plays, and, and this has been true for most of the season, but just some of the recent week's highlights of his highlight reel goals, uh, we've rarely seen that of a Vancouver Canuck, really probably since the time of Pavel Bure. Yeah, I totally agree, and that's why I think the, the criti- criticism he gets sometimes is disproportionate um, in that, you know, we've... I don't know that the Canucks have ever really had very many players of his caliber. Um, and frankly, I, th- I think he should get a lot more, uh, a-, a lot longer leash from the fans than he does. Hey, last one for you without putting you on the spot, Samantha. Uh, don't know how much NFL focus you've been able to do with, of course, with your focus being on the Canucks, but do you have a Super Bowl pick for uh, Vegas tomorrow? Uh, I I don't have a pick, but I am cheering for the Chiefs. There, there, there we go. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, and Taylor Swift really appreciates your support. You know what? She, she seems to turn everything she touches into a winner. So they've there, got a little luck going there. There we go. We see how much karma she can bring to the table. Uh, we'll leave you uh, on that. You can just shake it off. Okay, uh, Samantha, we'll have a chance to, uh, uh, to talk to you again next week. Really appreciate it. Anytime, Tom. She is Samantha Chang of Denton's and the Broadcast. Big shout out and thank you to Tina Farah, Tino Farah in the producer's chair, to Pastime Sports and Games, Alpine Credits, Chambers Plan, and the Vancouver Sun, and, and mostly to you. Thanks for being part of our 16th birthday edition of the Sport Market. Wouldn't be able to be here chatting with you if it wasn't for your ongoing support, and that is much appreciated. We'll close out this hour with a lighter side take on the business of sport. The Sport Market on Sportsnet 650 presents The Rolfson Report, the comedy of sport with Torben Rolfson. 
Vegas Golden Knights under the Edmonton Oilers winning streak at 16 games, which is usually around when casino security steps in. Sharks and Blackhawks were banned from the skills competition. Hey, we're trying to grow the game here. The Maple Leafs couldn't overcome their all-star championship parade hangover and lost to the Islanders 3-2 Monday. That all-star win, you know that plaque and exhibit is going into the Hall of Fame faster than Connor McDavid in a skating drill. The Leafs rode the TTC to their annual outdoor practice at Nathan Phillips Square. Fun afternoon marred only by William Nylander jumping the fair turn style without paying. At his salary, you can blame him. And Pierre Engvall, video board tribute in the first period of that game at Scotiabank Monday. That played parts of four seasons for the Leafs, totaled 77 points. The bar for vid tricks has gotten so low, they're now less relevant than the kiss cam. You've been listening to The Rolfson Report, the comedy of sport with Torben Rolfson, a special feature of the sport market. Listen again on the podcast and stay tuned Tuesdays at noon at facebook.com slash the sport market.